Hi, and welcome to Beyond Empty Nest. I'm your host, Jody Silverman, speaker, mentor, and chief dare officer at Moms Who Dare. Every Thursday, I'll share stories of midlife transformation, happiness tips, and dare you to see the opportunities waiting for you so that you can make this next chapter even better than the last. If you're ready to dare, I'm ready to dare with you. Let's get into today's episode. All right, we have a fun guest for you on this week's Beyond Empty Nest podcast, making and turning the empty nest midlife into a full and daring life. This is Lower Kramer Perez in the house with me. Lois is the queen of shui, and she is the go-to expert when you're ready to receive passionate relationships, peaceful home, and a life you love. Inspiring you to seek and create new opportunities in your life, she puts her 10-plus years of feng shui energy clearing to work, put you in the driver's seat with your relationships and spaces. A traumatic event in Lois's life led her to become certified in Reiki, feng shui, meditation, space clearing, hypnosis, and past life regression techniques. Her programs teach people tools to use daily to manifest change in their lives. Hello, Lois. Hi, Jody. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm excited to talk about how to use feng shui as a tool for manifesting. But before we get into all of that, Tell everybody just if there's anything that wasn't in your bio you want to share or or just dive right into like for those who don't really know, they think they know what feng shui is, but they're not sure. What's feng shui? So what I want to share with everyone is you just never know when your new chapter will begin. And Jody, I love your dare on because that is exactly what this is all about. If you would have said to me that this is what my life would be, feng shui, meditation, sharing, shui, whatever it is, I would have thought you were nuts because I had the best job in the world, traveling the world, great salary, but something shifted and my journey for healing was greater than being comfortable. And when I found feng shui, when I found Reiki, this was too good to keep it to myself. And that changed everything. My mission is to share everything I know. And what I learned about feng shui was more than just where I put my sofa, what color I paint my room. Yes, that's all relevant. But the most important thing, who are you? Feng shui taught me to be myself on purpose, to understand why. For 19 years, I never bought a bedroom set because I thought when you got married, you bought a bedroom set. And now you were like a married couple and an adult. Well, I was never an adult. I was a married couple, but I, I couldn't find a bedroom set. And feng shui showed me I'm not a bedroom set kind of girl. Why do I need, I, it was a belief I had just by watching the world. So I went out and I bought a bed. A year later, I bought some end tables. A year later, I bought a dresser. Oh my gosh, I love it. So every time I get stuck on something, I go, wait a minute, I'm not a bedroom set kind of girl. Am I looking at Sarah over there and expecting that's how it has to be? No, I'm not her. I can get inspired by her, but it's important for me to do me. And as I realized that important part of me in feng shui, how you live, what you see is so connected to everything you are. We mm -hmm. do not separate it. So however you create your space, 
where you spend the most time. That's your living vision board. What messages are you giving yourself every day after day after day? Where you say, no, I don't notice that. I had this wallpaper in my foyer when we bought the house. It was this foil, white and gold stuff, like leaves. And it was paper. It was like, oh, take it. I, I don't notice it. When I had my feng shui consultation with the teacher that I ended up getting certified with, she says, well, how do you feel when you walk in here? And there was a mirror and the foil. I'm like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. When I notice it, my head is spinning. So every time I walk into my house, I'm spinning. Well, no wonder I'm, I'm all upside down. Not paying attention to something that is giving me some sort of a connection. So understanding just the simple things, just the simple things, you can start changing everything. I, I love, I do, gosh, you said so many good things just now. I'm like, I'm like cupping my face, like where to begin? Because uh, there's some people just listening to us and some people can come over and watch us on the YouTube channel. I loved when you said being myself on purpose. Oh my gosh. Before we hit record, see, I get the benefit of having amazing conversations with my guests before recording, during the recording, and then after the recording. We don't, when the recording is off in the beginning. And we just had a really great conversation. And Be Myself on Purpose is so resonating from the conversation we just had. And it's important. And I love what you said. You can be inspired by somebody. You can be inspired. But just because everybody has a dresser and a be complete bedroom matching bedroom set, doesn't mean that's the way we have to have our bedroom set. I love this. I love beat you on purpose. Be inspired by what you see. Learn by what you see. And then I love what you tied it back to. And how will it make me feel? How does it make me feel? That's a big one for me. Everybody who knows me, everybody who coaches with me, everybody the moms who double dare membership knows I always say, if you want something for yourself, if you're daring to dream, if you're going to dare to set a goal, set it and then read it and sit and tap into how does it make you feel when you think about that, when you visualize it. So, okay, so feng shui, the, it matters. The basis of feng shui is about what your space looks and feels like, and yet you get to apply specific to who Jody is to maybe not break the rules, but make the rules work for you. That's what I hear you say. Absolutely. And to recognize the reasons why you may love certain colors, why you may love the way certain things are arranged, the way, you know, the people that have a lot of it all goes back to the five elements in feng shui. Everything we do goes to the five elements. The five elements in nature, the five elements in our space, what every object represents, the colors, the shape, and the people. So if I'm an earth person, if I'm driven by this element earth, and earth is about comfort and feeling safe and grounding, you might come in my house and see I've got lots of comfy places to snuggle in. There may be a lot of things that I, I like to have around me. I collect things. You know, you're sinking into cushions. I've got all kinds of wraps, but you may be very metal. Now, metal is meticulous. Metal is more comfortable, less is more. Metal is so sensitive that it can actually be distracted with lots of stuff. So metal comes to visit earth and metal goes, holy cow, you're a hoarder. When in fact, it's just your relationship to the energy that it feels. What are the other energies? So we've got the energy of, of earth, which is all about comfy and, and, and being snuggled and wanting to be surrounded by stuff because it just feels good. Then we have metal. Metal is very meticulous. It's clean. Less is more. 
So a metal person, they'll have a stainless steel kitchen. There won't be anything on the counters. Everything will be clean. It will be very, very monochromatic. It's how they can relate to their space without getting distracted by too many things. Then we have the water people. Water people, they like to be horizontal, right? They can be floating in the water. So there'll be places where they can put their feet up. They'll be, have their feet up on the couch. You know, they will not be sitting up in a chair. And things will be open and, un, and unstructured and wavy and flowing and like Isadora Duncan, like modern dancers. So that will be the feel, you know, that very watery, flowy feeling. Then we have the, the tree people that like to be organized and stack like a tree. So it'll be very organized. There'll be a lot of nature inside the space because tree people, when they are deprived of being outside in, in nature, will almost lose their, their life. So there have to be windows for the light to come in. There have to be places for plants. There have to be things that are practical because that's their nature. And then the fire people, woo, woo, it's all about fun. They're eclectic. You might find they've got a crystal chandelier in the bathroom and somehow it works for them. You know, when, when maybe another type of person might say, oh, I don't know, that's kind of weird for me because I'm too practical. Why, what's the point? But the fire people, it's important to feel engaged, they, to be curious. If it's not fun and interesting, their fires go out. So these are the things that give us a connection to what feels right. You know, and, and when you work with a interior designer, and I say designer because designers will get it, it's important the designer understands you. Gretchen. I, 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 it dawned on me after I have uh, been you know, working in the feng shui world, I think back to a friend of mine where they had their house redone. They had a decorator come in and there was nothing about that house except the kitchen that felt like them. Everything about that house, it was beautiful, but it felt very staged. It didn't feel like the people that were living there. Yes, they loved the colors and they loved the way things were, but it didn't connect to them. But the kitchen was all them. It was everything about them. So it dawned on me, Whatever we do, whether you are an accountant, whether you are a designer, whether you are a coach, whether you are whatever, it's all about the people you serve. And that comes first. So that's the other thing Feng Shui taught me. It's not about me if I'm working with you. It's all about you. Yeah. Yep. Nope. You're right. So we're talking about specifically. So now we understand a little bit about Feng Shui. Thank you for sharing the elements. That was great. I'm sure everybody now knows which element they are. And now we want to talk, I, I love the word manifest. I am a big manifester. I work every day on increasing my manifesting abilities. I have brought to fruition a lot of dreams. I use visualization. I use vision boards. And I love, love when you say this, because my daughter said, you, you, you were the first, one of the first people that said to me, your home is your living vision board. And my daughter said to me once, God, it's like a walking vision board around here. I'm like, Yes. Yeah, I need, if you look behind me, I have sayings. I have positivity sayings. I have Buddhas in every room in my house. Because when I look at Buddha, I'm Jewish, and I have a Buddha in every room in my house. Why? Because when I see Buddha, it reminds me to breathe. So you are a firm believer that your home is a living vision board. And, and it goes to manifesting your life and your dreams. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So when we look at feng shui, we can actually look at our home, our space, and how each area is connected to a part of our life. 
So if I look at the Southwest, and I know that's all about relationship, it's about support. Uh, it's also uh, the female mother uh, archetype. So it might be relationships as a mother, feeling mother, things connected to that. What's happening in that area? This is so manifesting is also being being conscious. Well, this is the manifesting and bringing feng shui together. Yes. So when I looked at, at one point, I looked at the house I was living in and in the area of relationship, there was a shed that was totally neglected and broken down. And, you know, it was, there were, you know, it was rusted. There were holes. It wasn't paying attention. And I looked at my life, how it was getting, you know, my relationship in my life was getting a little neglected. It was getting, you know, it wasn't, there was not enough attention paid. And I put the two together and I said, well, okay, when I make changes in my space, I can manifest the change I want to see. That's giving me a reminder of, of what I can do. So the first part of manifesting is, is everything in order? Are the messages you're giving yourself on a daily basis? So just thinking about where you spend the most time, how I come into my home. And I don't care if you come in through the mudroom or the front door. We're not going to get crazy about, oh, you have to do anything. Just what do you do every day? You come in through this space. How does it feel? What messages do you have? Where do you spend the most time? At your desk. And you nailed it, Jody. You said, wherever you go, the first thing you see lights you up. The first thing you see reminds you to breathe. So this is the beginning of, if you want to mass manifest something, it's not going to happen in the midst of chaos and, and mind craziness. No. So the first thing is get things in order. Just the first things that you see, the first the, where you spend the most time in your bedroom, what do you see when you wake up in the morning? What's under your bed? Are you sleeping on top of things? You didn't have any place to put it, so you shoved the tax returns and the bills and maybe divorce papers or whatever it is. And what are you sleeping on top of? All your shoes. You're going to be feeling like you're running all night. You know, it, we're connected more than we realize to energy. So the first thing is be practical about where you're spending the most time. Okay. And I started doing things without realizing how I was manifesting. I took my diploma that I framed beautifully from my first feng shui certification and I had it on a shelf in my office and it was actually in the future, right? So the top level is the future. The mid level is the present and the lower levels are the past. I didn't know that. So that's another thing we can relate to. Shelves? So, so the shelves, the attics, depending on the macro, the attic is the future, the basement is the past, my living space is the present. So one, one thing I realized when I was studying feng shui, in the space that I now have my office, in the very top shelf, my future, I had wedding invitations and wedding menus left over from 1985. Was that coming back in my future? No. I was at that time grieving the loss of my husband. I had my past in my future because I couldn't let go. And then when it dawned on me, I said, oh, I can do this. I can take that down. I can save one of each, stick it in the wedding album, put it in, the, in a beautiful place in the basement, and be open for my future. I didn't know that. I'm rearranging my shelves after this. But if you think about it, if you're working on a project, you're going to have things accessible to where you can get them right away. Yeah. The things you finished, don't you typically put them below because they're done? Yes. You don't want them hanging over your head? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So where number one, 
get real about where do you spend the most time in your house? Yes. Start small, where to take, who do every room eventually, but where do you spend the most time? And then get things in order in that space. Yes. Meaning declutter, fill it with the things that make you feel good. Look around the room and say, how do I feel when I look in that corner? How do I, I just did this in my bedroom. Did this in my, how do I feel when I look here? How do I feel when I'm looking from my bed and my closet door is open? I'm like, mm, yeah. And I, and I had to redo, and I did that. And I, I had to do it in my office here. So, okay, I love those tips. So keeping it simple, just, you know, the where you spend the most time. So what I noticed I did, I put my diploma on this frame beautifully on this shelf in my office. And I started, for some reason, I would get checks or I would get payments and I would put them in front of the diploma. And I had a Lakshmi card in front of it, you know, abundance, wealth. And I kept, I kept, you know, looking at that and putting things there. And there came a time I wanted to take this course from one of my uh, teachers that had stopped teaching for like eight years. And now she's teaching this redesign with feng shui. I said, oh, I always wanted to study with her. It's in Nashville. Oh, it's like $2,100. Okay. I went to a, I went to a fundraiser. I bought $40 in 50-50 tickets and I won $2,100. Because I decided I'm going I, I'm going to be there. And I kept honoring what I was doing. I was creating this manifesting ritual of honoring what I was bringing in, sending it back a hundred times to who gave it to me Yeah, in a place that was bringing into my future, honoring who I am with my certificate. So I didn't even realize I did it. So the, the true way to manifest is to believe it. You truly want something, you believe it in all your heart. Yes, I see it happening. And in the, the middle part, the, how I'm going to get there, don't go there. Just get go into the feeling. I'm going to be in Nashville taking that course that I've been waiting for eight years. I see myself there. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to wear? Oh, wow. You know, I got to get everything. How am I going to get there? Oh, this is going to be great. What hotel should I stay in? I was already there. I decided I already chose to be there. And everything I did that I thought about connected to that. That's the whole visualization process. The whole visualization process. So what we could do in feng shui, we can look at what we want to do. Where in my life do I want to manifest something? And I could look at the map of my space and know, do I want to enhance my life's journey, my career? So the life journey and career, it's not only the career, but it's how is your life moving? Do you love to work with crystals? Some of us love crystals. Well, guess what? We can place a collection of crystals in the north of our space or maybe the north of our office. North relates to career and life journey. I can place some blue crystals, some aquamarine, some clear quartz. And as I place those crystals there in that area, I can choose to connect I am enhancing how my life is moving. And maybe I have a specific goal in mind. Maybe I have a specific thing in my life I want to attain. Could it be to enhance my life? I want to be on Jody's podcast. Well, I'm going to take Jody's name. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe even take a picture of her that I found on Facebook. I'm going to write something and put it in the north under my crystals. And if I don't have crystals, I don't need to. I can put it in the north with an intention of, and 
I love using red envelopes, you know, the Chinese red envelopes, because it's a way to connect to our passion, to creating the transformation. And I could put that in the North. Being the North is a relevant place that I'll be. If it happens to be the garage that I never go in, I'll find the North in the place I spend the most time, my family room, maybe the North of my office where I spend more time than others. And I thoughtfully place that there. And every time I come in, I'm going to look at it and say, Jody's going to, she's going to call me. I'm, oh, I'm already thinking, what am I going to talk about? Oh, I want to have something ready to give her. So it requires you to take the action. And then I'm taking action. And then I'm reaching out. Hey, Brenda, you know, Jody, can you get me an introduction? I've been seeing her podcast. I see your friends on Facebook. Do, can you help me get it? Oh, introduce me. Because I, I love you and she loves you. So why not? Right? It all makes sense. I'm and up. then once you start taking that action, your subconscious comes into play. So as you're going about your day without even realizing every time your subconscious connects to that place in the north, it's going to confirm and support, yes, I am manifesting. I'm going to be on Jody's podcast. She's going to want me. She's going to call me. It's going to be a great relationship. We're going to have the best time ever. We're going to share everything and everybody's going to love it. So when I'm conscious, I'm building it. I'm taking action. And when I'm not, it's there giving me messages. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. So it's, it's a way to use your space all around you, the places that you spend the most time as a live living vision board through the way. And I love this. So, you know, you gave a lot of tips and we'll summarize the tips in the show notes for sure. I want, before we tell them what your gift resource is, because I know a lot of people have questions like, okay, well, what's this map? How do I know the directions? And they can find that all out because you're, 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 you're going to give them some tips and methods to share, you, which you just did now. And when they, when they click the link below for the, is it an actual resource in addition? It's, a, it's, a, it's an ebook. Yes. It's like, oh, a, it's, it's an ebook. It's an ebook. Get the ebook. And you've also included a free discovery call for your shui, for shui call with you. Yes. So you can ask those birdie questions that you have that are coming up right now. So those, the, the links are right below here. We'll include about the elements in the show notes. But what is one final, final tip? or final closing remark that you want to leave everybody with? Well, no, actually, you're leaving them with a dare. With a dare. We got a dare coming. So, yeah, so you're going to start manifesting with feng shui. You're going to learn more by grabbing that free gift resource and jumping on a call, your free discovery call with Lois. And then, Lois, dare the audience. It's a good one. Okay, I dare you to choose one thing that you want to manifest. Just pick one thing. What is it? What is it that will fill your heart? And then what I want you to do is do one thing every day for nine days. Just do one thing. So one thing might be I'm going to write down what I'm manifesting nine times. I am grateful that I have. 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 That might be day one. Day two might be, oh, similar to my manifest, I want to meet, I want to be on Jody's podcast. What can I do? Who knows Jody? Brenda, connect me with Jody. That's another thing. So whether you are taking an action and doing things or being in your energy of it, sitting in your energy of it, that's a beautiful thing. Another thing I like to do, which could be the, for people who journal, do you journal every day? Well, how about this? Open your journal and on the left side of the page, write what it is you choose to manifest, the one thing. And then on the right, and put the date. And on the right side of the page put, it could be one year later, the same date. 
It could be one week later, put the date. It could be one month later, put the date. Give yourself a goal. I am so grateful I made this happen. And write it as if it happened on the other side of the page. So I'm loving, I'm on Joe's show. We had the best time. And guess what? I'm I'm inspired to do a podcast. I'm going to have her on my show. There you go. That's something connected, right? So so think about simple nine things. And it just might be, I'm going to meditate on my, I'm going to meditate on this. Or it might be, you know what? Lois said that, oh yeah, the North is my life journey career. I want this to be connected to my life. I'm going to go somewhere in the, I'm going to drive north and go somewhere. And you could, wait, wait, you could drive north, pull over and sit and visualize it. Yes, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. I've always wanted to do this. Oh, it's north of me. Well, why not? You know what I love about this stair? I love this stair because there's so much possibility in it. Yes. So there, everybody, to sum it up, is you're going to choose one thing that you would like to manifest, which means bring to fruition in your life. And then do one thing every day for nine days to support that vision and go back and listen to the suggestions. It could be as simple as asking somebody to connect you to somebody. It could be, you know, visualizing. It could, it could be so many journaling, whatever it is. And then it's basically one thing every day for nine days to support your vision. And the goal is to be in the energy of the action of having achieved that vision. That's your dare. Isn't it big, awesome just a double dare. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And again, if anybody wants to reach Lois, just click the links below. We have everything there you need to contact Lois. And let us know what landed for you. Did you learn something new? What inspired you through this conversation? Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. You know, share this with your friends. Maybe you have friends and you can all get together and decide on that one thing you want to manifest and dare together. And sharing and leaving reviews will help only help share this podcast with more midlife emptiness women because our goal is to make an impact in a huge way and help change lives. And Lois, thank you so much for the conversation. I always enjoy speaking with you. This is not our first time. This will not be our last time. And everybody dare to manifest for nine days. It can happen. And as I always say, they're on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Empty Nest. Head over to JodySilverman.com for our full show notes, more information, and additional resources to support you through empty nest and midlife. And if you've enjoyed today's show and are ready to embrace this midlife chapter, then you must take the Happy For No Reason quiz. When you take the quiz, you'll discover what your happiness set point is and how you can increase it and continue to strengthen it. This is just one key to navigating life transitions and discovering your most fulfilled and daring life. So go ahead, click the link below and take the quiz now. I'll see you next Thursday. They're on.